commence the program this afternoon making comments in regards to the Prime Minister Anthony Albanese's 36-hour trip here to Perth, failing to hold face-to-face meetings with farming representatives. Last night, he was the guest of honour, that is the Prime Minister, alongside the Premier Roger Cook at a Chinese New Year event at Crown. Black tie dinner, keynote address. But the WA farmers were not given the opportunity to meet face-to-face with the Prime Minister during his 36-hour visit to Perth. They'd asked and requested for months now to have this meeting, but their requests went unanswered. Tony Seabrook is the President of the Pastoralists and Graziers Association of WA. Tony, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ollie. Are you surprised that the Prime Minister had time in his calendar to attend a Chinese New Year event at Crown, but he didn't have time in his calendar to catch up with people like your good self? Ollie, it's all about priorities. This guy is so focused on getting re-elected. Agriculture, very low on his horizon. His minister's the same. Disappointed. Did any of your questions, did any of your requests or any other farming representatives to have this meeting ever receive a reply, Tony, or they were just too busy? Um, I've seen the reply that John Hassel got for the the WA Farms Federation, and that was just, I'm too busy. Um, He hasn't replied to my letter, which went away about 10 days ago. I don't think the Prime Minister even got to see it. I think he so surrounded himself with minders, and they're so uh, careful about making certain that he's there for the photo op, but not for any meaningful discussion. But I, I doubt that uh, that invitation actually landed on his desk. But when it comes down to the Federal Minister for Agriculture, hell's bells, he's the Minister for Agriculture. I've had one, I suppose, three quarter, quarters of an hour meeting with him about 18 months ago. One, a couple of Zoom meetings where he used the opportunity to tell us, tell us what was going to happen. And, and so when he requested a meeting with us, with me, uh, yesterday, uh, it was a 30-minute meeting there were going to be probably four different groups of people in the room. It seemed to me like a pointless exercise. And I'm happy to talk to him any time. In fact, I'd like to talk to him. Mm. But when he's got some meaningful time, that'll happen, but, but not like this. So, Murray, what did come to the party eventually, Tony? He gave you 30 minutes in his calendar with others. <laughs> yeah, 30 minutes. He's a great talker, so I sort of figured out out of the 30 minutes, uh, he'd speak for half of it. Um, <laughs> there's not an opportunity to have a meaningful discussion uh, in that amount of time. And, and look, I'll talk, talk to him if he, if, he, if he gives us real real time and wants to talk. But at the moment, uh, no, I'm sorry, not, not under those terms. Why, though, Tony? Why won't they give you the time? Why, why won't they come to Perth, schedule a few hours to come and hear the concerns from farmers? Because there's a whole heap of issues. Of course, the shambles that was the live export debacle on the docks of Frio Port just a few weeks ago. Well, I've said on numerous occasions, look out the window. When you're flying anywhere in Australia, any time you look out the window, you'll almost certainly be looking at agriculture in, in every form that it exists. It's the biggest thing in Australia. It employs a huge number of people and it underpins our national identity. Um, even our, our state premier has been a bit shy about having a meeting, but I'm just blown away um, that a government could be so eager to do so much harm to regional Western Australia and they've still got this stupid policy to ban live exports. You know, they got less than 30% of the primary vote last year, or at the last federal election, less than 30%, for heaven's sake. You know, this mandate to shut the trade down, um, it's purely political. It's got nothing whatsoever to do with animal welfare. 
Kevin from Scarborough called up about half an hour ago now and he said you can trace it back to Gough Whitlam that uh, none of the Labor Prime Ministers had any time to catch up with West Australian farmers. Even if there's protests in the city, they're just not interested. Is It's just a political point that needs to be made, Tony, that there's just a, a lack of support for the Labor Party or votes in the region so they simply don't care about WA farmers? I think they need to be very careful. I think they've done a lot of things that have disappointed a lot of people that actually voted for them. You know, energy prices were supposed to go down, they've gone up. We've had this huge burst of inflation, which is feeding into the supermarkets and pricing. There's a whole lot of things that, that have not turned out the way they said they were going to. And I'd be very surprised if there isn't a, a real feeling developing in the community of Western Australia uh, that this mob perhaps haven't delivered in the way that they might. And you know, Western Australia underpinned their victory at the last election. And look, as farmers, we're not going to go to town and, and, and chuck you know, picture it all over the place and behave badly, but we're just as angry as the European farmers are. We will retaliate. It won't be the same as they did over there, but we will retaliate. And uh, you know, the Labor Party needs to recognise that that you know we can do them a lot of harm if we decide to. Um, and and sit down and talk to us because at the moment we're not getting anywhere near the deal that we should. And and look, you referred to live export ship. The animal activists have been chanting away. What an incredible example of, of the way that this trade can be carried out. Stock went overseas, had a tour around the Indian Ocean, came back fatter, happier, healthier than they left. And, and, and yet they still keep banging on about you know, what a terrible trade it is. Do you think if uh, one of your export partners was perhaps China, Tony, the Prime Minister might have caught up with you yesterday instead of going to that <laughs> Lunar New Year event at Crown? <laughs> Look, um, this guy is very focused on getting himself re-elected. And I, I notice there's an attack on, right now on red meat and, and, and us eating red meat and the, the way it's changing the world. Um, we export, I think, at close on 30, 330 million tonnes of coal every year, and it goes to China. Uh, it goes all over the world. Um, it's a bottom line thing. Um, you know, why would you be attacking your primary producers uh, when at the same time feeding so-called global warming um, with this massive coal trade that we're involved in? It's a bit of a double standard. Yeah, they want to put official diet advice to one of the climate impact of eating red meat, Tony. Have you ever heard of anything so ridiculous? Look, Ollie, it's interesting. Um, there's there's various sorts of meat that we eat. You know, we, we actually eat chicken, which has come out of a so a, a very dense uh, farming production system. Pigs a bit the same. Um, cattle going into feedlots, and it makes it tender beef, and uh, people like eating it. But but cattle out of feedlots eat a huge amount of grain, and it's not natural. But there's a staggering amount of Western Australia where what the animals eat is not edible to human beings. They're actually converting something that humans can't use, can't eat in the pastoral state and in the, in the wheat belt of Western Australia, converting something that people can't eat into something that people can eat. And, and that's an honourable thing to do. And, and why on earth uh, prime producers are being attacked for doing what they do, um, it confounds me. What about the changes the Prime Minister is proposing to the Working Holiday Maker Program, the WHM, which in the end allows a basically a backpacker to spend two years in Australia? They're going to cut that back supposedly to one year, Tony. Is WA going to miss out as a result of these changes? Ollie, when a backpacker comes onto my property, and we've got one here right now, the greatest fear that I have emanates from the work, health and safety legislation passed by the state government. If this young person, through inexperience, hurts themselves, it's not their fault, it'll be my fault. I can lose my farm, I can end up in jail, a whole lot of things can happen. So the gravest fear I've got is inexperienced kids coming on farms. 
once they've been here for a while and they get the experience and they know how to drive the tractor, the harvester, the truck, uh, and you can you can gauge their competency, that's a great thing. And having them hang around for more than just one season or six months is absolutely crucial. You know, we, we need kids that will come here, learn what they need to learn, and then become productive for us. Because, honestly, a backpacker for the first few weeks or months that they're with us, they're a bloody menace themselves and to, to me as an employer. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate your fight. Keep it up. Golly, shall do, and thank you very much.